Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Vegas Golden Knights come out of the All-Star break and the bye week with a convincing 5-1 victory over the Nashville Predators. We have our game rating to come plus we'll look ahead to tomorrow afternoon's game, Vegas time uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights wrapping up the six-game road trip against the Minnesota Wild, and they have an opportunity to finish it off with back-to-back victories. And next week, we pointed out there's some winnable hockey games there, and that was where I thought they might be able to really get something going, but maybe it'll start beforehand, and they can uh, put a really solid string of games together and maybe build up a bit of cushion because they're back in first place. Mm-hmm. Darren Millard in St. Paul, Minnesota, and it's Ryan Wallace at the Oil Hotel and Casino on the Vegas Strip. Yeah, I am here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, $1 blackjack tables. Uh, you've got a Thursday Wheel of Fortune slot tournament. It's free to enter, 1 to 3 p.m. Must be an Oil Rewards member and 21 years or older. I've got UNLV Rebel tickets to give away. Also registering to win Black Crows tickets. I've got T-shirts. I've got the 2023 Hooters calendar to just give away. All you got to do is walk up, say hello, and you can grab the calendar. And then while you're at it, turn around and walk across the hallway to North America's largest Hooters restaurant, world-famous chicken wings. You know what to do. Come on down, say hello. Um, and this is the spot for the big game, too. Uh, the Hooters, uh, Oyo Hotel and Casino, big game watch party. Uh, reservations, you can make them now. All-you-can-eat and drink tailgate buffet. Do yourself a favor. Come down here. It's a phenomenal place to be. We should have a VGK Insider Show calendar. A calendar? What, what do you mean? Yeah, like, like the, they've got the Hooters calendar. Oh, okay. We, we should Got have it. a BGK Insider Show calendar. Like every every month is a that. different uh, different shot from our show. Okay. Darren curling. Darren curling. Ryan Darren, with the goats. Darren Darren playing goalie. <laughs> Ryan with the goats. Chapman. And you know the what you won't stain. see on there? What's that? Darren riding his bike. <laughs> what? Come, Come on. on. Need need full concentration for that. Uh, hey, let's get into our game rating as we look back at last night's 5-1 victory over Nashville. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Let's get into it. Uh, we've got the uh, five choices. Uh, one, two, three, four, and five out of five is a DeLorean. It's all on uh, old cars, uh, discontinued cars from the past. And we start with the Gremlin at uh, one out of five and all the way up to the fabulous butterfly doors of the DeLorean. Chapman, what do you got? Well, it's definitely not a Gremlin. In fact, I would go the total opposite end of the spectrum for this one. Look, it's a DeLorean. First game out of the All-Star break. A team that could potentially be chasing you for a playoff spot if if things worked out that way. You smash them in their barn. You're 2-0 against them this year. I thought the response after the first goal was phenomenal. It's, it's everything I think we've wanted to see this season. When they give up the first goal, I thought all around it couldn't have been a much better game by the Golden Knights. I I'm, Look, it's 5 out of 5 for me. 
Ryan. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a DeLorean five out of five. It, it was one of their best games of the year, uh, no doubter. And I I don't really have any critiques or anything bad to say. We've got a celebration going on here. Play the sound effect. Uh, yeah! Play the horns. Yeah. Giddy up. It's a five out of five. Uh, three DeLoreans all parked side by side in front of the VGK Insider Show Fox Sports Las Vegas studio as they, the Golden Knights roll to that victory. It's as close to a perfect game as you get, uh, considering where they were going into the game. And you got to keep some of that in mind. But everything coming together the way it did and coming off the break, there was no carryover. And I think, uh, no pun intended there either, uh, there, there, that's really important to keep in mind that all that negativity or frustration that was there prior to the bye week and the All-Star game, like, you want to you wanna leave that in the past. But it's still kind of stuck to the back fender a, a little bit, and you, you can you stop for for gas and and it's there, but, or else you cut it loose. And last night they cut it loose, yeah. and uh, I was it was an emphatic game, an emphatic performance defensively, uh, right up there with the Anaheim shutout earlier this year at home, which was such a lopsided game. Uh, but last night they allowed fewer chances even uh, than the, the victory over the Anaheim Ducks and then be able to find the net in different ways uh, and then have chances in different fashion and chances throughout the lineup uh, along with the return of Zach Whitecloud. There was just so much to like. like uh, somebody uh, said to me, well, the power play uh, didn't... Pre- no, the power play's... Like you didn't need it last night. So yeah. don't, don't worry about what that could have been. That's uh, That's just poking holes where you don't need to be poking uh, holes uh, in in this team. Enjoy what you saw last night and be confident that they found something or it found them through between the ears and just being able to reset. And and, uh, like Mark Stone and and the clarity in the Mark Stone situation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that that adds to uh, helping them turn the page and hit the reset button and and know that this is who you got. Now, Zach White Club being back and having your top six, being able to say that you've got your top six, that's a big deal uh, for them uh, as well. Uh, and and the overall confidence and the dads being there, like there, there wasn't a dad in the building last night mm. that didn't have a feeling, guys, where they, they, they walked out of the, the Bridgestone Arena and went, my son played a hell of a game. Yeah. Like, Logan, Logan Thompson's it because he didn't play. That, that, that's it. Uh, every other dad is sitting there going, my son played a hell of a game last night. Like, yeah. Will Carey was, was plus four. Zach Whitecloud was, was really good and played more minutes than I thought he was, he was going to play. But they, they were so clean exiting their own zone. Um, uh, Kyle, the uh, the father of, of Aiden Hill, was on with Ashley Weiss during the intermission, the first intermission, and he was pointing out, I was like, that that was so clean and crisp coming out of their zone. As a goalie dad, I really appreciate that last night. And then they found a way to to, to fill the net a little bit and, and generate some offense and, and get some goals. And it could have been a lot more 
uh, if if the goaltender or some breaks uh, had had gone uh, even more so that way. So uh, I, I was I was really positive uh, about uh, what they what they put forward last night, and uh, I, I liked and. I'm not. I won't lie to you. Like I, I had a lot of these same feelings after the Washington game mm-hmm. at the start of this road trip, uh, when they went uh, out and and played Arizona the next night at Mullet Arena. I really and a lot, some of that uh, had to do with it being Arizona, and I thought that there would be a, a carryover, a spillover uh, of the confidence that um, that we saw uh, against the the Washington Capitals. That that didn't happen. But I'm far more optimistic. It just had a different feel, guys. Last night, it it it, it did. Just the the way they controlled the game uh, mm-hmm. from from start to to finish, um, and they didn't get discouraged. Like Zach Whitecloud took a couple of like pucks or sticks up to, up in, the, in his face, and, uh, and, and they they get through that kind of stuff. They, there's not one thing where you go, oh, but that happened. There, there, there wasn't anything, and uh, and Aiden Hill, um, Ashley talked to him after the game, and he said uh, the the break. And, and this is this is partly cliche, mm-hmm. but that break, the All Star break and the bye week, it it was perfectly timed because mm-hmm. they needed it. They needed yeah. to get the heck away from the game, and yeah. just find some kind of distraction, and and maybe just go. Like uh, away from each other to it. Like I know that there's six or seven guys went in one place and five or six guys went in another place. But but just get out of their routine of of hockey and and have some fun and and just chill out a little bit and then come back. There's not a person I know that doesn't benefit from from that kind of thing. And Aiden said the 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 last three games they in New York they felt like there was some building on the defensive side of the game mm-hmm. uh, maybe they win that game in in Newark maybe they win that game on Long Island you can sell yourself on that kind of thing as progress and I was certainly in that camp but until you actually do it and go out and and find a way to win those games it's it's up in the air right but yeah. but last night it wasn't even up up in the air like they just took control of the game and put the hammer down yeah, it was a no-doubter, and I think, you know, I'm with you in that I felt the same way or, or I have similar feelings now uh, as I did to that game against the Washington Capitals, and I'm cautiously optimistic that it's going to be different this time for the Golden Knights going into Minnesota tomorrow against the Wild. And, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the, the largest point for me is regardless of how the Golden Knights were playing going into the break, they weren't getting the results. And it can be even more frustrating, I think, to be snake bit, to to play better, to believe that you should get wins and it not really go for you, right? And and so for me, I I think that just getting away from it all, regardless of how they were playing, getting away from it all, just resetting, uh, it, it allows you to kind of wipe the slate clean. Everything that's in the past is in the past. You come back. All you've got now is 31 games. You've got a sprint to the end, and I think that there's there's something about resetting and refocusing that, that allows you to just kind of start at zero. Everyone's starting at zero right now, and you just let everything kind of go uh, in the past. And I think that the Golden Knights came out and they did that last night. Oh, I thought we actually might have had a goalie goal at one point last oh, night too. When, I, I when, wanted him uh, to go for Aiden it. Aiden Hill uh, st- stopped the, the puck behind the net, and, and he admitted he took a look. Mm-hmm. 
took a look, and then Petrangelo is right there, and he and he rang it around the boards. But I was more paying attention to how it came off the sideboards, and I thought, did did Hill wing that around? Because I had it in my head that he was going to try. Because I've yeah. been conscious uh, uh, of the fact that because uh, I've talked to him about scoring a goal. Yeah. And and he would like to do that uh, at some point uh, d- during his career. And the first goaltender that scored a goal uh, in the National Hockey League was Billy Smith uh, way back when uh, for the New York Islanders. But he just touched it, and it happened to go in. They, they, the other opposition, I think it was the Colorado Rockies, actually, uh, scored in their own, own net. And Billy Smith was credit for a goal. And I thought, did, did that just happen? Was, was, <laughs> was Aiden Hill the last guy to touch that puck? And uh, uh, he, he wasn't. It was Alex Petrangelo that got uh, in it. But wouldn't that have been just a wild way uh, to, to, to finish off the game? And you, you couple that with Seattle not coming out of the break the way mm-hmm. Vegas did. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the game of Leapfrog. And Vegas had to give up first place going into the bye week. They come out of it by jumping over Seattle and over an idle Los Angeles Kings team. And you play Minnesota tomorrow night, and you're in first place. There's a lot to feel good about this team. Yeah, I agree, 100. Uh, I I wanted it to be a goalie goal so bad, so so badly. Um, but yeah, it would have been a heck of a backhand uh, rim rim shot from uh, from Aiden Hill if he was able to get that uh, that to go. Um, but yeah, I, I feel optimistic right now for the Golden Knights, and that's really the the big thing for me is that I. I I feel like they're, they've been building over the last couple of games, goes to the New York road trip. I, I thought that they were much better than their record indicated uh, they were through those four games. And if you're able to kind of build off of that and you've got the game that they played uh, I, last night against the Nashville Predators, I think that there's a, a real chance that you are optimistic at what this team can do with 30 games remaining. I think that they can put together a bit of a run here and a bit of a run prior to the the uh, trade deadline and i think if you you know where you're at right now with mark stone you supplement this team the, the goal should never change the goal should be playoffs and a stanley cup and i think the golden knights are, are primed right now to put together some winning hockey to, to kind of push you closer to that that line i don't know whether this is accurate or not but it's how i feel in my head and my heart Winning last night was more important than winning tomorrow night. Yeah. And what I mean by that is just being able to come out of the break with some positive vibes and some success and being able to uh, finish uh, an assignment the way they were last night. That, uh, that a split on this two games uh, coming out of the break was, uh, was a must. Uh, and we, we discussed it yesterday, but how they got the split, uh, I think, is is also very important. Uh, they they have at the very least that right now. Yeah. But losing last night and winning tomorrow w- would have felt somehow different to me because they they would be sort of chasing the season again. They mm-hmm. they wouldn't be in first place uh, today. Uh, they would be dealing with the same types of uh, questions from people like me uh, again uh, going into tomorrow night. But having that uh, that dominant performance uh, just gives them a, a little bit of uh, a breather uh, and and feeling good about themselves to look at the standings that whichever players uh, do that. And and I want to point out too, they're in a good situation today. The the curling 
today uh, at the uh, St. Paul Curling Club was a fabulous uh, uh experience for everybody the dad's trip continues uh and they're i, I think they're 601 all time with the dads uh, on on the uh on the go so may have to just uh keep that going for the rest of the year sure. uh don't want to tell uh rick bronstein uh, the travel coordinator uh, about that that uh, all the seats are going to be uh filled in the plane and, and the hotel rooms but uh th- there's some really good vibes with the da- with the dads around uh i think that helps out but keep in mind the schedule really plays into Vegas's favor here in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Win last night, get a day off today with some team building and some bonding with the uh, with your teammates and your dads. And Vegas tonight is going to watch Minnesota play Dallas. And they're waiting for Minnesota to get home. Yeah. As as the the Minnesota Wild are in Dallas. So it's it's one of the like coaches and organizations hate this setup when it works against them, mm-hmm. and I, I don't blame them. So Vegas is right now in St. Paul, having a great dinner, and we'll have a morning skate tomorrow and get out and go and play tomorrow night. Minnesota is on the road tonight. We'll fly home, and probably won't have a morning skate tomorrow, and has to play the second half of a back to back. Yeah, that's a real advantage for Vegas. I'll add to it though; it's actually the third game in four nights for the Minnesota Wild coming out of the break. So, you win last night, Vegas, a dominant performance, and then you have the schedule just working in your favor, giving you maybe a bit of an advantage tomorrow night. It should be an advantage; absolutely should be an advantage, given what's going on. Uh, with with Minnesota's uh, road trip uh, and then coming home, it, it does sort of line up to giving you an opportunity to win the final couple of games on this six game road trip, and then you're home and you've got the likes of Anaheim and a, some some winnable games mm-hmm. uh, over the course of starting Super Bowl Sunday uh, with with that noon start and and just being able to. Just, I'll say the the path is there, mm-hmm. guys, yeah. for something like very very positive to string a stretch together. Yeah, you're right on the money, and you know a lot of it obviously hinges right on their game tomorrow and what they're able to pull out of Minnesota. But you know, you mentioned Anaheim on on uh, on Sunday, then you've got San Jose, and all that kind of leads into Tampa. Um, I, I think for the Golden Knights, if you're able to to pick up some points or put yourself on a little bit of a streak, especially going into that Tampa game, uh, you're, you're in a good spot. You're, you're in good favor. So it, it all kind of hinges, I think, on putting together a strong 60 minutes against the Minnesota Wild. But if the Golden Knights are able to do that, um, then you're really not chasing the season. You, you start out with a couple of wins coming out of the break, and you can start to, to kind of maybe look into, okay, how long can we push this run? How much can we – in terms of putting points in the bank, how long can we keep this thing going? And, you know, you start to have a little bit more fun. I, I think that uh, the, the path is there for Vegas. They just got to execute and do it. We get, you got to find something good to, to cling to. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of the month, the schedule turns back uh, into a real challenge with with a road trip that takes you to Carolina, 
um, uh, w- takes you to Florida and, and Tampa and, mm-hmm. and St. Louis, which who knows what, what they'll be uh, at that point. But it, it gets a little bit more difficult with a, with a five-game road trip. So you, you play a Nashville last night, you're dominant. You've got a vulnerable team uh, from a uh, just uh, schedule-wise tomorrow night and fatigue factor playing into the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. You get a couple of days off and you play Anaheim and San Jose and Chicago in three of your next four games. Those You don't count games. Mm-hmm. You, you know that as a, as a chicken guy. You don't count those. But but that's that's a real good situation uh, for for the for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then you add in the battle for first place. Mm-hmm. And teams have been coming. Seattle's been great. Edmonton is rolling right now. They're they're right behind you to be able to answer a little bit uh, uh, to to those challenges and give them some some question marks about what. What do we have to do to catch and, and follow through in this? Uh, it, it, it's really important uh, for Vegas to be able to put their, their foot down and take advantage of tomorrow night. Take advantage of Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. Take, take advantage uh, of a game. Uh, the likes uh, of the uh, San Jose Sharks, like you owe them one. Like that. And then mm-hmm. you play Tampa. That's a, that's a tough game. But you got a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. so you, you can you can lean on some of that swagger that that you can you can build up. Yeah, it's all about building to it. I, I think like you you want to you want to feel good about where your game is at. We've talked about that. I, I think for probably the last month or so of the season, and really since December, where the Golden Knights were so good and so confident in where they were at with their game. Uh, you want to build back into that, and you you try to take advantage of. Um, you know, a schedule quirk in your favor tomorrow against Minnesota. And then you've got to handle business against the teams you're supposed to beat. And, and that's really kind of the fact of the matter. If the Golden Knights can do that, then they'll build pretty well into that big game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, it was a, a dominant performance. They scored five straight goals. Like, they, they were going to win that game yep. uh, last night. They only gave up 17 shots on the night. But I think that there's there's something to uh, to Aiden Hill's game lately that that I've really really liked, yeah. and it, against the Florida Panthers, and, and this, these are just his his last four games with his save percentage. All right, uh, nine seven four, and then an eight eighty against Detroit. Comes back with a nine twenty three mm-hmm. against the New York Rangers and a nine forty one last night. Yeah. And that that takes out the conversation about how many shots you're you're facing, but that's and that's a blanket number. I'm not getting into high danger shots or sure. anything like that. That's just a flat out save percentage, uh, which is a, somewhat of a blanket statement. But uh, when I'm looking at his his progress since being taken out of that game against the LA Kings, I'm seeing uh, some some steps being taken and we talked about the downtime you know, when the schedule turned and they they passed that hectic part of the season mm-hmm. and Sean Burke was going to get the goalie guru the goalie whisperer uh, was going to get uh, some time to work with uh, with his goaltenders I'm seeing some of that play out in Hayden's Hill's game the game against the New York Rangers he got himself into trouble a couple of times playing the puck yeah that's that 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 was obvious one time it cost him the other time he was able to bail him out and uh and they they weren't able to to get 
past. That one goal was something that, that, that cost him. But as far as just like stopping the puck, Ryan, mm-hmm. he's been really good in in three of his last four games. Yeah. Yeah, it's been more good than, than anything else. And I think, you know, for Aiden Hill, like this is a great opportunity for him too, right? Like he picks up 11, his 11th win of, of, of the season last night and to me has, has just been, you know, a guy that goes out there and, and does his job and does it pretty well. And, and you know, I, I think that kind of your, your idea, your point earlier about, you know, Aiden Hill playing well, I think gives Bruce Cassidy and you know, – Sean Burke a lot of confidence in going back to Aiden Hill and maybe lightening the load a little bit just in terms of minutes and and, and starts for Logan Thompson and if you've got two goal centers that are working well together and playing confidently then I I think you're you've got a really good shot especially as it gets a little bit more cramped in March yeah it's options and it creates competition and you it it doesn't create competition. It forces competition. Sure. And it's friendly. And uh, I've been really impressed with the with the uh, camaraderie and the, the chemistry between Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson this year. Yeah. Uh, you don't always see that when you've got two guys fighting for a number one job. And Aiden thought he was fighting for that number one job uh, this year uh, coming into camp. And, and Logan beat him out because he had a little bit of a leg up given his, his performance a year ago. Uh, but maybe some of that is is sliding back into uh, his uh, uh, approach, and maybe he can get a, a few more starts that he wouldn't have normally got in the front half of the season because of the way he's played. And and don't uh, lose sight of the fact that that last night's win was the 11th of the year. That's a career high mm-hmm. for victories for Aiden Hill. Yeah. He's having a career year himself. Yeah trying to build on that will be the next step so it's great and and one more final thought on this jack eichel last night uh played 16 minutes uh wait wait and they 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 got the lead and they were able to roll right yeah uh and and you're able to 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 play more of a four-line game uh 3d pair uh game so the ice time's down a little bit which is 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 great uh but five more shots last night the last game against the New York Islanders, he had seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think uh, I think Jack Eichel, and I've said this a couple of times that I thought he was right in the cusp. Like last night, he he had a crossbar uh, that just missed. He had a puck that went off a, a foot and then a skate. The defender was in the way. Normally, that just bounces right in the net. Like he was so close to the net, I can't believe it didn't go in. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just really, really um, positive about him breaking through and. He had a great time curling today. He had never curled before, and even he was like, "This, this is a lot of fun." He yeah. lost to his dad, but uh, but yeah, a lot of fun. But I'm 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 really I'm I'm not just uh, thinking that Jack Eichel is is ready to go. I'm seeing it in in the plays. Like last night, skating with the puck and then working himself into the position and shooting the puck, not mm-hmm. dishing the puck, but like taking those shots and and putting them uh, towards the net was was really encouraging. And he he should like. There's no doubt he deserved uh, to score last night. Yeah, I mean, he, he had great eight chances. And, you know, you mentioned the, the crossbar, uh, the play where he goes hard to the front of the net, and it just kind of bounces the, the wrong direction on him. Uh, can't buy a goal right now, but I'm telling you, when the, when the goal comes, 
It's going to come in bunches. Like I, I think Jack's primed to break out of this and break out of it soon. Really excited. And uh, when it happens, it's going to be you're, – you're going to see – watch for it, okay? I'm telling you right now mm -hmm. because I, I've been around Jack enough. I know uh, how he puts pressure on himself, and I know that this is weighing on him, yeah. and he's thinking about this. Uh, I've talked to him after different times when he's gone a couple of games without scoring, and he's uh, not surprised me, but it's been an acknowledgement. Like you know, he'll say something like, "Well, it was a, it was a hot. It's been a hot minute since I scored." Uh, yeah. it, well, it's been more than a hot minute this time. So uh, watch if it happens tomorrow. Or just keep keep watching here because the celebration when Jack scores, it, it'll be something. There'll, there'll be something there. Uh, and and it'll be it'll be noticeable the relief uh, on, on Jack Eichel's body language uh, when he scores that next goal for the Vegas goal tonight. So let's take a break. Uh, but before we do that, uh, starting to fill up uh, over there at the oil. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you you know what it's like here, Darren. Uh, the oil hotel and casino inside the underground lounge. Like it's a great spot to just come hang out watch games of course you've got the you've got hooters restaurant right across the hall from me i'm staring right at it you've got world famous chicken wings the largest hooters in north america dollar blackjack tables here inside oyo um, this is the place to be whether you're trying to pregame for something else you're doing later that night or you just want to hang out where the locals hang out this is the spot to be this is the place to be um, and then you know darren i'm telling you when you're in town on a Thursday, you and I, we are going to come out here and I am going to sign you up for the, the Thursday Wheel of Fortune slot tournament because I think it'd be really interesting to see what your strategy is for the slot tournament. Uh, that's from 1 to 3 p.m. You've got to be an oil rewards member and 21 years or older. So uh, we know Darren's got the 21 years or older checked off the, uh, as well. So Come on down here. I've got 2023 Hooters calendars to just give away. All you got to do is walk up. I've got Black Rose tickets uh, to sign up for, as well as UNLV Running Rebels tickets. So come say hello. I'll be out here until 6 p.m. You're batting a thousand today, making fun of me for being old yep. and yep. basically dissing Chapman mm -hmm. on an invite to yep. go bowling. Salty. Just cutting a swath through the mm -hmm. Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show cast. Uh, when we it. continue, one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League, and what would Chapman want on his calendar if we did a VGK Insider Show calendar? It's all coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. I just can't stop watching the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter account and the guys curling today. I, I just it, It's so fun to watch them out of their element and doing something they've never done before as professional athletes being challenged and finding a way to have a ton of fun with their dads. It's uh, it's awesome. At Golden Knights uh, on Twitter, uh, check it out. There's all kinds of uh, great videos and, and an awesome team picture uh, from the St. Paul Curling Club. 112 years old. The same building. 112 years old. St. Paul wow. Curling Club. 
uh, here in uh, St. Paul. And tomorrow night, it's up against the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild take on the Dallas Stars tonight on the road. So it's a quick turnaround for the Wild as they will uh, get back home uh, in the wee hours of the morning and should be somewhat fatigued on a back-to-back uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. So one game uh, already underway, and the New York Rangers lead the Vancouver Canucks 2 to nothing. I wonder what my buddy Rick Tockett says, oh, what did I get myself into here? Uh, <laughs> it, it may have already happened. Actually, remember the second game? I don't yes, know if you guys it, saw that, but he, 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 he was not happy. He was it, not it, happy with the uh, performance uh, from, from the Vancouver Canucks. It's 2 nothing. The yeah. Rangers lead in this one. I don't think mm-hmm. that... Jacob Truba's had to fight yet uh, for for throwing a hit like he did a couple of nights ago against the Calgary Flames. Did you guys see what uh, Nazem Kadri said about getting leveled by Jacob Truba on on one of those two big blows that the uh, New York Ranger captain laid out? No, I saw the hits. I did not see Kadri's comments. Said he took it like a man and got up. (laughs) And uh, and he did, actually. He did. Yeah. And, And he he looked like he was going to try and answer the bell. I don't know whether he would have fought Truber or not, but uh, but others came in uh, and, and did the fighting for him. But uh, Truba threw two big hits, and it ended up being uh, a couple of fights and a kerfuffle, big kerfuffle in one of them. I, I, Shane and I and I were talking. Uh, at some point, there's going to have to be something put in place here. When somebody does throw clean hits like mm-hmm. that, they shouldn't have to fight. Yeah. Like Jacob Trouba is a really important part of the New York Rangers. They're captain. Uh, so it goes without saying that, uh, that he's leaned on by that organization. For him to throw a hit and then to lose him for two minutes or five minutes, or whatever the, the referees decide to dish out, is, is doing his game and his value a, a real disservice. Uh, he, so uh, does he ever get to the point where he doesn't throw that hit because he doesn't want to have to fight and get taken out of the game uh, for five minutes stretch? Uh, I think that somebody coming in to 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 initiate that altercation should be uh, an instigating penalty, mm-hmm. yeah. flat out. Yeah. They got to start either calling it or change the rule or just giving the the other person uh, an, an extra double minor uh, make make it a standard double minor where you get uh, a four minute power play because it's it's just not right that when and those were two fabulous hits bone crushing hits and as clean as clean as a Ryan Wallace snub to Chris Chapman yeah. could be it just delivered perfectly is yeah. what you did to, to Chris Chapman and Truba did that uh, as well and yeah, I mean, uh, that's, I'm not. I'm not happy about it. I thought that was a, a maybe a turning point, and and the fact there was a, a big market team uh, and a Canadian team doing it, maybe maybe it uh, inches that along further. I, I think you're you're right in that they're clean hits, right? Like Jacob Truba plays the game on the edge. He's a hard nosed player, but those hits were clean, and and I I don't understand answering the bell for a hit that is in hockey that you are allowed to levy that does not break any of the rules of the game. So I well, understand. I, I, I understand. do. Like, there's part of me, Ryan, I, like, I get it. If, if you don't see the hit perfectly. Sure. And you're going to go and you think, okay, maybe that was a headshot. Maybe that was something illegal. 
and you're going to jump in there and you're going to defend your teammate, I, I don't begrudge you at all for doing that. But if you're wrong, and that was a clean hit, and you're wrong in, in thinking that there was something uh, untoward that, that happened, then you should have to pay the piper in the sense of an added, not just two minutes, but sure. some kind of extra or extended uh, disadvantage w when it comes to penalty uh, time. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think for clean hits, call instigators and, and levy levy a, a stiffer punishment for the instigator. Like the, the, the main issue is like the instigators never called, right? So like yeah. in these situations, when it's very clear, you've got a player making a beeline to the guy that just delivered the hit, call the instigator. And if you were not going to call a penalty on the initial infraction or the initial hit, then double it up and, and you know, maybe change the way that it happens. Because I think if Jacob Truba's think second-guessing whether or not he's going to make a hit, he becomes a less effective player immediately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't think he's he's there yet. I, I, I do not want to insinuate that, that, yeah. that he is thinking. But... Uh, if there's a situation in a game and and it does come up where he's it's a crucial game, does he does he throw that hit? I can see that down the road if he's going to keep getting having that answer these belts because they are they are hard hits. He's a he's a big man. Uh, Patrick Kane in in the news. We know that he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. He says that he has not decided about what he wants to do at the NHL trade mm -hmm. deadline, but. He admits that he's thought about the possibility of playing with a team other than the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, his agent, uh, Pat Brisson, says that uh, they are in contact. Uh, they're talking back and forth, uh, yeah. Patrick and, and Pat. And they're going to let teams know, or the Chicago Blackhawks know, that uh, he is either willing to look at a trade or... He's going to stay put about two weeks, uh, maybe even more, uh, before the National Hockey League trade deadline. So that's right around the corner, uh, guys, that we should have an idea. He controls all the chips here. He's yeah. got the full no move. Uh, this is going to be uh, a couple of teams uh, that are going to be in this. I think the New York Rangers will be in it, uh, and, and Patrick will decide uh, who, who the other teams are, are going to be involved in uh, where he's going to go and he's going to select that, which means the Rangers aren't going to be able to get as much back, uh, or the uh, Chicago Blackhawks aren't going to be able to get as much back uh, in return, uh, like the Giroux situation. But uh, but we're, we're coming into the, the area where we should know a little bit more on Patrick Kane. What's your gut tell you? Uh, he's going to go, and I think he's going to end up with the New York Rangers, and it'll be for Kako or Lafreniere. I, uh, I said that today in my podcast. Uh, on the chirp. By the way, the chirp today. Yeah. Uh, I, I pulled some strings. Normally, like the National <laughs> Hockey League and I will go back and forth. Bob Bender, producer Bob, is uh, is the guy that uh, is is an all star in in helping set up uh, the guests and making sure it all sounds great and, and the editing. Well, I pulled some strings. I I, I I wielded my weight today and said I I want the person that I want this week. And because I watched the All-Star game on the weekend and uh -huh. watched my buddy Keith Kachuk yeah. having so much fun in the in the suite, I said, I, I need Walt on. 
And so uh, Keith Kachuk, I, I actually got up this morning at 3 in the morning in Nashville and flew to St. Paul so I could uh, be here and set up in time to, to do the interview. And, uh, and Walt and I had an awesome half-hour conversation about Matthew and Brady and the parties that they had this weekend and the, the, the great job that the, the boys did. Uh, at the All-Star Weekend and uh, talked a lot about uh, about uh, Keith and his All-Star games and five-point games and all that kind of stuff. But he's he, we got into the, the father's trip because he, he went on two father's trips back-to-back this year. Yeah. And and he said it was like it took a toll on him. Those father's <laughs> trips are tough. Like the, the, the dads get at her. And, uh, and he did say uh, that, uh, that he's got this practical joke that he plays on other dads during the course of the father's trip. Uh, so that's going to be dropping uh, tomorrow, uh, probably tonight about midnight. Uh, check it out because it, the, the practical joke that he plays on other dads is just, it, it had me buckled over laughing. Uh, those are your one-timers for this Wednesday, February Eight. on Fox Sports Las Vegas, but we've got tickets to give away. Do you want to give away some tickets? Sure, let's do it. All right. Be the seventh caller through right now. Uh, Give the number. uh, Seventh caller uh, wore the Anaheim game on Super Bowl Sunday at noon at T-Mobile Arena. What's the number, Ryan? All right. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Caller number seven. You're a winner. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. I teed it up. I want to know if we do a BGK Insider Show calendar, what is on the big page for the month dedicated to Chris Chapman, Christopher? Well, I've got to incorporate food into it and travel, sort of. So I figure we don't have it in the budget for me to fly all the way to Italy. So I'll just go to Caesar's Palace. I'll hang out in front of the Trevi Fountain and stuff my face with an Italian pastry. I think that's uh, that's Chapman to a T. Eat food. What kind of mood are you setting? Oh, I've, oh, oh I'm, I'm diving all into that cannoli. Maybe get it from Rayo's. <laughs> I'm, I'm diving no, but big time you, into are it. You, are you looking out over oh, the fountain? Oh, no, you, no, no. I'm just sitting in front of it looking like I'm about to make love to that pastry. Oh, boy. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. I oh, don't yeah. know whether oh, this my is like gosh. a slobby picture. No, or this no, is like no. Just, it's a just sexy the, picture. Oh, sexy picture with you're, the pastry. You're giving a kiss to the cannoli, huh? Yes. Oh, oh yes, boy. yes. But humorously. Got to be a little humorously. Chapman, literally everything you just said was humorous. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's who I am. a hypothetical idea and turns it into him getting free food hey if, and he's angling if he can to get a free trip to rome if but i get free food out of it for staying in vegas if he gets free food yes free cannolis i'm all about that all well, about the free cannoli i i love it so minnesota wild tomorrow night uh, what are you expecting right I'm expecting the Golden Knights to have a continuation from what they did uh, last night against the Nashville Predators. I want to see as as good of a game as they played last night. I want to see them carry that over. I'd like to see the first goal of the game, and we'll go from there. It's been a while since they scored a first goal in the game, but uh, last night it didn't matter. Can they take advantage of the momentum that they had in Nashville and carry it over to St. Paul? Hurry hard. we got to get out of here. It's curling today. We'll see what happens tomorrow on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening.